Good morning, Cherub. Good morning, Heather. Hello and welcome to the Cherub Chats podcast. I'm your host, Guardian Angel and Big Sis, Heather Michelle, and welcome to episode number 14. Today we're going to be talking about how after every flop comes a major sleigh. And if you guys were here for last week's episode, I was definitely feeling in a flop era, okay? It felt like everything was going wrong. And we're going to talk about how to bounce back after a flop. Thank you guys so much for the feedback you guys had on last week's episode. I feel like a lot of girls related to how I was feeling, I feel like I go through those emotions at least once every month, but I don't usually see people talk about that. You know, sometimes you see people talk about their insecurities in one way or another, but it sometimes can come off a little like, gimmicky you know like I'll see those posts of fitness people like posed versus not posed and I don't know it just seems very like cheesy and I don't feel like people actually talk about what is actually going on so I'm glad that you guys appreciated that really raw conversation and I feel like I also appreciated it and (laughs) It was nice to let it out and not just let it out to my husband because he's usually the one that's hearing me speak like this um, every month. So this week we had a lot of questions and I actually didn't post these for you guys to give advice to. There was one that is a 30, nope, mm, 43 part message. So we had a wide variety of questions ranging from how to get up early, being bullied, um, having masculine energy, and yeah, I honestly don't even read questions before I start the podcast. I usually give advice on the fly, so I want to say that after every flop does come a sleigh, it's just the nature of the way the world works. Like, what goes up must come down, and a lot of things that are down, if you have the will, they can work back up, and you have to start somewhere, right? But I don't want to just rush past the actual flop. It's very important to sit in your flop and sit in your negative era and not just get through the emotions as fast as you can, but actually feel them and understand what your mind is trying to tell you. Because usually when we feel these negative emotions, we need to like lean into them and really have conversations with ourselves about why we're feeling the way we're feeling and sometimes it is an easy brush off like oh it's just my hormones I don't actually hate myself Um, but sometimes it's like okay well this has been a feeling that has been coming up just now that I'm on my period that I'm allowing myself to feel these feelings so really doing some shadow work to get to the root of this quote-unquote problem This is something shameful to talk about as a woman because we feel like to be a bad bitch, you have to be confident all the time, but that's not true. Like we as people are multifaceted. I say this a lot and I say this as a Gemini and a Libra, like I have so many sides to me and sometimes they are in complete opposition of each other. I can be the most confident person in the room and I can also have like crippling moments where I just feel like I am not worthy or I'm not confident or I'm not doing anything of substance right so I think it's important to allow yourself to feel 
those negative feelings before trying to hurry into the sleigh. And a lot of the times these negative emotions can cue us into a good game plan, right? Um, like it's not until you hit rock bottom that you're like, okay, well, what's the problem here? What got me to this point and how the fuck do I get out of this? If you believe in a greater power, God, whatever it may be for you, I think it's important to show faith, show gratitude, show positivity, even in the face of some challenges, even in, even when things aren't going your way. It's important to show appreciation because it's not called faith if you're your trust only works when the situation is working in your favor. It's it's called faith and trust because it's constant no matter what your exterior shows you, right? And I started thinking like, I'm kind of being a little brat. Like things are not working for me right now. They've worked for me in the past. They will work for me in the future. And I just need to stay grateful. And I don't want to like push any toxic positivity. But genuinely, that is what got me out of it. Is like thinking everything will always work out for me. And this is just like a little pit. And, you know, life would be so boring if everything was always a high. You know, like it takes these darker moments to really have introspective thoughtful conversation with yourself so just learn to appreciate it and learn to truly have faith and trust the process even when it's not looking like it's going to work out for you and from the darker moments comes the true inspiration and this past week basically what I've been doing is doing the things that I love and getting back into routine, speaking nicely to myself. I feel like I've been preaching these things in the past few episodes, like how to, you know, have confidence or how to build up your self-image and things like that. And as soon as I started having those positive thoughts in the face of challenges and negativity, I feel like stuff started turning around for me. There was so much abundance in my past week opportunities and amazing feedback and amazing love and you know I felt really cozy and at home I feel like that came from the energy shift from realizing this is short term I need to be grateful and I need to stop being a rat (laughs) but it's okay to it's a it's okay to complain and I feel like it's okay to sit there for a day or two and then just snack back out of it Um, Some things that help me snap back into like myself is one, I said no to things that I felt like were just going to continue to drain me. When I'm feeling low, I think that I need to pour into myself and there were some opportunities, you know, to go hang out with people, be social, um, do really exciting things as far as work goes. But I knew that I was already coming from a depleted place and if I continued to pour into other things that weren't necessarily going to pour back into me, I was just going to end up right back where I was, right? So I said no to things. I said yes to things that I know bring me joy, moving my body and (laughs) having self-care and, you know, doing my skincare, doing my rituals, doing my journaling, um, continuing to work towards my goals. And that really brought back my joy and also removing 
the pressure off of the physical results. Like I love what I do and one of the big things that got me down last week was that I am shadow banned, which I still am, but I still love what I'm doing. And so whether I have a couple thousand views or a couple hundred or a couple million views, it's all the same. I'm still me. I still love it. I'm still going to create it. So doing things that I loved and a couple things that I picked up this week were a good night routine and sleeping more. I think that lack of sleep, lack of rest and lack of rejuvenation is a huge source for a lot of us having anxiety or stress because we have, you know, a busy, crazy, stressful day and we don't have that decompression time. So finding a night route, a night routine for me just this past week has already changed my life. You guys already know if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok that I've been going crazy over my little sleepy girl cocktail that I learned from my friend Liz. Tart cherry juice, sparkling soda, I like poppy and magnesium, chef's kiss, red light, reading for 30 minutes before bed, no phones, winding down, lighting a candle, um, obviously my skincare and stuff and getting into comfy cozies and just stopping the work because I will I will admit my work isn't hard. It's not hard at all and it can be very easy to blur that line between work and personal and I find myself a lot of the times editing on my phone eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night while I'm winding down. And I've noticed that like my eyes and my head have been hurting from doing that. So I put a pause to that. Um, But yeah, finding a little routine or a ritual that helps you feel like you're pouring back into yourself. And I know not everyone has 30 minutes before bed. Not everyone has that time to themselves, whether you're a mom or you work a second job or maybe you're a student or whatever. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. It could be literally five minutes washing your face maybe listening to a meditation on YouTube, um, but just finding something that will make you feel a little bit more filled up than you were before. And lastly, I think part of a sleigh is realizing that you're going to slay no matter what. Like you could be in a flop era, but innately you being you, you having your, your heart, your personality, your drive, your imagination, whatever it is, like whatever makes you, you, not a single flop can ever take that away from you, you know? So just know that you're still an amazing person, no matter what the outside circumstances are telling you. And you're still going to be that same amazing person, even when you're on top of the world. And The cycle of life will continue to perpetuate itself. You could be slaying so hard. You could be Monet right now, walking in Paris Fashion Week. And even Monet will have a flop era. And then she will come back and slay us all again. Like, that's just the way life works. And I think it's beautiful. And it gives us new things to strive for, new things to work towards. And it keeps us, like having character development in this little like main character moment that is our life um but yeah that was just a little quick rundown of how I feel like I'm slaying again after my flop era um there are some exciting things in the works that also helps make me feel like I'm slaying but I I'm annoying and I can't say quite yet but soon enough
Okay, now on to the cherubs questions. Tips on getting up early and going to bed early. So actually, as I mentioned, part of me feeling like I'm slaying again is actually creating a little nighttime routine and I can do a whole video on this, but whatever that night ritual looks like for you, but it's just cues for your mind to realize, okay, we're getting ready to go to sleep. If that for you is watching an episode of your show and I don't know, I don't know what it would look like, but for me, it means like stepping away from technology, even though I read my book on my iPad, but stepping away from like seeing what everyone else is up to and like stepping into my own little world um having my little sleepy mocktail for you it could be a tea it could be a beverage it could be your vitamins whatever um but just setting up a little routine and personally something that helps me get up in the mornings is actually having something to be accountable for and that's like booking a class at six in the morning and I don't want to lose out on those $14 that you have to, you know, pay to cancel. So I wake up and I don't even make it an option. And this sounds so like foo-foo cheesy, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as I open my eyes, I kind of cuddle with my dogs a little bit. They make me really happy. And I say, I am so grateful for the abundance that exists in my life on every level. And it's part of a song. I don't remember what song it is, but I have it almost like a little jingle in my head and every moment every morning that I wake up I the first thing I say is I'm so grateful for the abundance that exists on my life on every level and at this point it's not difficult for me to remember if you want to make a little jingle for yourself and be like I am so happy today's going to be a great day whatever it is like as soon as you open your eyes if you can remember and I feel like that sets the tone for your day and when you say that it's almost like okay it's time to get out of bed instead of trying to go back to sleep, snoozing your alarm. But again, I can do a full in-depth video about this. Okay, girls having more masculine energy than a man who is more feminine. I don't, I'm not sure what your question is here. I think it's okay for girls to be more masculine and a man to be more feminine. I don't think there's anything wrong, but I will say there needs to be a balance in some way. And I think uh, as a woman, it sometimes can be exhausting to be too leaned into my masculine and then I, I get like decision fatigue and I get exhausted because that's not like in my alignment. I like to be a good balance. And for a man to be completely in his feminine, it might be a little exhausting to not take control. And the same might be true for a woman who's a little too in her feminine energy. She might feel unempowered. You know, she might feel a little like, maybe constrained or something so I think it's just there's nothing wrong with that I think you just need to figure out a good balance but I feel like if you are a girl that has a lot of masculine energy just knowing that you're going to feel a little at peace when you let go of that control for me I associate a lot of masculine energy with like control and leadership which is perfectly fine for a woman to have but as a girl who can be controlling and tend to take leadership a lot sometimes you just have to tell people like listen can you please pick like I'm tired of picking you know okay next question bullied for being short and not in school but everywhere tips keep me anonymous love you love you back I feel this I've been bullied for my height ever since I was very little and all I did was sh shift my perspective I don't take it as an insult anymore to be short sure I wish I was taller 
I would love to be like five six, five seven. I'm five three. But when people are like, oh my God, you're so short. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I'm mini, mini size, travel size. Like just make it a joke and shift that energy from being like a negative, like clap back to something positive that you are appreciating that they're pointing out. Like, oh my God, you're so short. You're like, a, I don't know. I don't want to say anything mean, but like, thank you. Aren't I so cute? Like I'm so adorable. I don't know. Just learn to love it instead of taking it as a dick. And honestly, this could be said for a lot of things, uh, especially being on social media. People will make comments a lot and I just flip that energy. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Yes, I know. I love it. Yes. Uh-huh. Because people just want to, when they say comments like that and they're trying to make a dig, they just want to hurt you because maybe there's a part of them that's hurting inside and you just need to flip that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh my God, you're a sweetie pie. Have a great day. Like, That's it. Next Cherub asked, my boyfriend's mom is really religious and recently she's been acting weird towards me. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year, but she just recently started to dislike me. She has a problem with the way I dress and live my life and finally sat me down last week and told me she doesn't want me to date her son. It was completely out of nowhere. I need help. Oh my gosh, the tea. Hmm. Okay, well, here's probably what it was. My first instinct is... Her son's been talking to her and he's probably saying, this is the one, this is the one I'm going to end up with. And at first she probably saw you as maybe a fling, someone who's not going to be around. But now that maybe he expressed serious interest in you behind the scenes, she's freaking out and she's like, I got to get rid of this bitch. And I'm not saying anyone's in the wrong here. A mom's always going to try to protect their child. There might be something that she doesn't like about you and that's her right and it's your right to live the live your life the way you want to live it right and obviously her son loves you enough to stick around um and you know have you guys mix and mingle so either like make a comment to your boyfriend and be like hey so she sat me down and said this I don't know what you want to do about it but I just thought I would bring it up to you because it made me uncomfortable or whatever the case is Just realize that like if this is a forever thing, if you're going to marry this guy or whatever, be with him forever and ever or a long time, you are just going to have to deal with it. And ideally, you want to be on good terms. So I would just make sure we're communicating. Communicate with your boyfriend and maybe communicate with your mother-in-law. Be like, hey, I understand that like some of my choices don't make you happy, but unfortunately, like it is my life. Not unfortunately, but it is my life and I will do my best to be respectful when I'm in your household but outside of that I am going to continue to be myself and your your son does love me so he is happiest when I'm myself and if you could just respect that that would be great I would love to be cordial with you I would love to make this as as pleasant of an experience as possible if that's not possible then maybe we just won't have communication But try to be as like respectful as possible because the ideal is to have a great relationship with your in-laws, right? Like you don't want to have tension there. Um, 
there's already enough tension in the world as it is like the last thing you want is tension within your own family so just be honest but I would first start off by telling your boyfriend and see what he can do for you but good luck oh my gosh that sounds so stressful ah the drama of having her come up to you and be like I don't want you dating my son I almost feel like it's a Latina mom because like that is very much a Latina mom move. Like my mom told me legit break up with this guy or else. And it, and I did it because I'm a good little child. But like had I, well, I also didn't want to be with him anymore. But had I been like in my mindset currently, I'd be like, Miss Niam, this is not your life. I am indeed paying rent. And if you would like to kick me out as a tenant, then do it. Then do it. Anyways, good luck. Okay, this one's a long one. Let's get ready. Let's buckle in. Get comfy. Grab a bevy. After high school, my best friend moved away. We would still talk, but the distance still sucked. A few years ago, she messaged me and said she was going to see my favorite band, and she invited me to go. She said all I would need to do is plan a ticket. Of course, I said yes, and when the time came around, I bought my plane ticket, and they picked me up. From the airport. I was so thankful and grateful that I was getting to see my best friend and getting to see our favorite band together. Of course, I had my own money to get the things I wanted slash needed. She still lives with her parents and so her mom said that I didn't have to worry about a thing and didn't let me pay for anything. I was their guest. Of course, I would still offer but she still would not let me. Also, forgot to mention I had shirts made for all of us to wear to the concert. That is so cute. I didn't charge them for the shirts. I was so thankful for everything they were doing for me. The concert came around and we were starting to get ready. I even did my bestie's hair and makeup before the concert. We went to eat and at the restaurant we had a trivia night for the band. We were, oh this sounds so cute. We were about to see. I was so excited jumping and screaming getting all the questions right. I ended up winning a magazine that the band owned, a shirt, a gift card. I gave the gift card to my bestie's mom and my bestie made a comment asking if she could have something that I want. Of course I said yes, but I said yes because I figured I would get to pick what I wanted first between the magazine and the shirt since I won it. She ended up assuming that she would. I chose the magazine and gave her the shirt. She did not like that. I left it alone during the concert because it was our favorite band of all time. So I wanted to have a great time. Also, the concert, I bought everything I needed and wanted. The mom insisted, but I told her no because I knew how expensive concerts can be, and she always bought all my food and paid for everything else. After the concert was over, we went back to the house and got ready for bed. I had the magazine and the shirt when we got home. The mom asked for the magazine so she could take pictures of it. I said yes, of course, not thinking that she would take it and not give it back. A few hours goes by and it's getting late. So I take my friend the shirt and said she could have and asked her if she could get my magazine from her mom. My friend replied, it's mine. And I said, haha, no girl, in the nicest way. It seemed like she was joking, so I also laughed. My friend ends up texting her mom to come talk to me. Her mom starts yelling at me and throwing the fact that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her in my face. I start crying and I told her, she could just keep it. It wasn't worth fighting over for me if it meant losing my bestie. I asked the mom if she could leave me be so I could go to sleep. She leaves and then an hour later gives me the magazine and apologizes. I'm so forgiving so of course I forgave her. We talked for a while but I cannot get over the fact that she was yelling at me. She even got mad at me when I started crying but I couldn't help it. <gasps> she ended up going to bed and so did I. The next day I said goodbye, went to the airport and got home. When I got off the car to go inside 
I got a text from my bestie and she started accusing me of breaking their soap suspender in the bathroom. I explained to her I didn't break it. It seemed as if she didn't believe me and we haven't talked since. She's my best friend, but I know friends don't send their moms in to yell at you over a magazine. Breaks my heart. Should I reach out? If so, how should I go about it? (gasps) Sorry, this was so long. I hope I included everything. I love you, Heather. Oh my God, I love you back. (gasps) Wait, I need time to process that. What? Hold on. Okay, this mom's got issues. This mom reminds me of me, my mom, but... My mom was so good at being fake, like she would never do that in front of someone. So like this mom has got to have some serious issues. First off, it sounds like she probably had some pent up aggression over the fact that she was paying for everything, even though she offered to do it and you offered to pay every single time. One. Two, you can tell that there's already some like maybe entitlement because she paid for everything And now she thinks that like the thing you won is hers. Two, is she an adult? Like, huh? Okay, it's your prize. You won it. And you were very nice to, you know, give them a piece of it. And obviously they were nice enough to pay for a lot of things. But it's not their right to to those winnings. One. Two, I feel like an adult should not be acting like that. Like that is some literally like seven-year-old behavior. Like, no, I didn't get the toy I wanted. That is bizarre to me. And the friend too. The friend like calling in her mom to yell at you is so bizarre to me. That just seems really uncomfortable and awkward. And I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and think like, oh, with my best friend. I've had like some petty discussions with my friends but that was literally in middle school and I cannot imagine it happening right now or like even in our early 20s or something and I cannot imagine her mom yelling at me (gasps) I don't know maybe reach out they seem kind of crazy but I would say like reach out and if you can salvage the friendship and kind of like leave it in the past try to do it because I wouldn't want to lose a best friend over that but it's it's not just like yelling over magazine it's just like the yelling and the borderline like emotional abuse I don't want to toss around that word lightly but that's a lot and for someone who's not your parent and for someone who you haven't seen in years for them to feel so comfortable I don't know very weird weird people but like that's your best friend and maybe I would try to salvage it But maybe don't ever get that comfortable again where you're like staying at their place and like, you know, maybe just keep it at like a hangout. Also, at the same time, if you guys are like there's physical distance between you, like you guys live different cities, different states, I would just keep it cordial. But how often are you going to see your best friend? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I would reach out just because you don't want to lose that friendship, but also just know that you'll probably never get that close to them again. So you should be safe. But even if the, if the opportunity arises for you to stay over or like have some sort of close proximity like that again, I would watch your back because they seem kind of crazy. That was a crazy one. Oh my God. Thank you so much for writing that one in. That was a good one. I know that's probably so uncomfortable for you to go through, but it makes for really hot piping goss. Okay.
We love it. I would love to hear what you guys would love to see from me next. I'm also kind of um, thinking about doing three episodes a month instead of four, seeing as we're going up into the holidays and I feel like I'm going to need a little, a little moment to catch up and then maybe we can start back up four times a week after the new year. But we'll see what the what the rest of the year has in store for us. Also, if you want to ask your angels and submit your dilemmas for the upcoming podcast episode, then make sure to follow me on my Instagram. I put up a box on my Instagram stories for you guys to submit your juicy stories or dilemmas. But anyways, I love you guys. And as always, just know you're never alone. You're part of the Cherub Club. And I'll see you next time. Bye.